Welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited to be here today, you guys. Welcome back to the Aligned Living Podcast. Um, whoofda, this is going to be an episode, I think. <laughs> uh, this episode is going to be an episode. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about um, my experience as a you know, conscious, awake, ascending person slash being, my experience being that (laughs) while my partner went through the very, very human physical experience of having surgery. So the reason I'm doing a podcast episode on this is because this was honestly an absolutely wild experience for me. And if you follow me on Instagram on my Aligned Living account, you will have seen the stories that I shared over, you know, the two or three days where, you know, he was going into surgery and then the day or two after just kind of how I was feeling, how things were settling and kind of percolating and talking a lot about the energy um, and what I was tuning into beyond this physical reality and this physical world. So excuse me, yawn. I feel like (laughs) I feel like I might yawn a lot during this episode because the recording of this episode I I feel is going to be somewhat of a healing experience for me and a little bit, honestly, of an emotional release for me as well. So when, when things are shifting energy-wise, my indication of that is a yawn. So for example, when I'm doing, you know, client sessions and I'm recording, I'm like constantly yawning. And I'm not bored. I'm not distracted. Um, that's that's just my validation and an indication that energy and things kind of behind the the scenes are shifting. So I apologize in advance if I am yawning every few minutes. If not, then great. But just a heads up. So um, as I said, I I wanted to record this episode to spend a little bit of time unpacking the wild (laughs) ride that this experience was for me. And I am speaking only of my experience. I won't be speaking on behalf of my partner um, or any of our family members. This is just the, the energetic and physical perspective and, and kind of ups and downs that I went through, through this experience. So I also want to just kind of give, I guess, a little bit of a disclaimer um, that I know that there are people out there who um, have dealt with much larger things than this, um, who, you know, have loved ones who are constantly in and out of hospitals or having surgeries or dealing with illnesses. And in no way am I invalidating any of your experiences. And I know that there are experiences out there that are quote unquote larger than this experience that we had. But I also think this is a very interesting and intriguing and, um, 
amazing opportunity for me to be able to talk about this from a little bit of a bird's eye view, I guess, is sort of how it shows up for me. So without any further ado, I mean, let's go ahead and dive in. <clears throat> my my throat is is clearing. So I, like I said, I think there might be a, a lot that actually releases for me throughout the recording of this podcast episode. So just bear with me. Um, so wherever you are, whether you are relaxing, maybe you're listening while you're out for a jog or a walk, or maybe you're in the car, let's just take a collective deep breath. So if it's safe for you, I invite you to close your eyes. And a big yawn again for me. Okay, and let's just really take a moment to just connect. So I think that with... Sometimes, um, I know me, a lot of the time, a lot of the podcasts I listen to not so much recently in recent months, but, um, you know, I do listen to a lot of true crime and, and uh, things along those lines. And there, there is a little bit of a lack of connection that I feel when I listen to those things. And so with this podcast, that's why sometimes I, I do before I really dive in, I just invite you guys to just take a deep breath and really connect in, connect in with yourselves with your bodies, with your energy, connecting in with me, and really just giving yourself some time to be present and to really allow this podcast to sink in, I guess, in an energetic sense. So, you know, that recently I've been talking more about the energy world and just bringing some teachings to the podcast. Um, And I hope that I have been able to sort of prompt some new insights and new awarenesses for you guys. Okay, so just taking that moment to connect can be a really, really such a valuable thing. Okay, so nice deep breath. beautiful. Now, it's taken me a little bit to kind of, well, I guess sort of, but not really. It's taken me a little bit to get around to recording this episode. Um, I was thinking possibly I would record it on Friday and then I was thinking yesterday. Now today is Sunday. I almost wasn't going to sit down and do and record it today, but I've just kind of been struggling with I'm still kind of catching up on my own energy and getting my vibe right from, you know, the the things that took place this past week, Um, but also not wanting, like, I want this to still be fresh in my mind when I sit down and record. So um, (laughs) not that I'm forcing myself to be here recording, but I, I... I guess I I didn't want to continue making excuses for myself of why I wasn't recording. So anyway, let's dive in. So I'm going to sort of try to go about this somewhat chronologically and and dive in <clears throat> to kind of just kind of how this experience was for me. 
So uh, I'll give you a little tiny bit of the, the basics background. So my partner, um, he has been or had been struggling with some severe neck pain, shoulder pain, shooting down into his arm, numbness in his fingers for months now. Um, and, you know, he had been to chiropractors, he'd been to massage therapy, and he had just kind of done some things that were, were not really working. Now, if I would have intervened, maybe more towards the beginning of this, it may not have gotten to the point of him needing surgery, you know, if, if I would have done some energy work and, and some things like that on him. Um, but anyway, it, it got to that point. So after about 12 weeks, he was finally able to get in for an MRI. We found out that he had a compressed disc in his neck. So I think C6, C6 or C7. So kind of towards the, the base of the neck a little bit more. And he got referred to a surgeon and booked in for surgery. So like I said, this was a months long process. He, before his surgery, he had been off work for, I think, oh gosh, time is such a hard concept for me. Um, maybe like four weeks, maybe even like six weeks where he actually, like he was having stretches of pain that were so terrible for him that he couldn't even sit up. Literally, he couldn't sit up for more than two minutes before he was in excruciating pain. So that was quite a difficult thing for me, um, you know energy work while it's so valuable and it I, I really do believe that it can shift so much it it can be a slow process sometimes so for me to to know and, and watch him be in this pain was a very difficult position to be in um, and and know that yes I could do some energy work on him but there there's it got to the point where there was nothing that I could do so um, last week we headed up to stay overnight the night before his surgery. He had to be at the hospital for 8 a.m. on Wednesday. So we went up on Tuesday night, uh, my partner and my son and myself, and we stayed overnight in a hotel. Um, we had just kind of a relaxed, chill night, just us three. We went out for something to eat. We had a swim at the hotel. Um, my partner did not sleep well that night. He has never had any type of surgery. He's never been put under anesthetic before. He's never had like an IV before even. Um, so he's feeling, you know, uh, just having a lot of anxiety and, and fear about not only the surgery itself, but how much pain he might be in afterwards and just a lot of unknowns. And so he did not sleep well that night. Therefore, I did not sleep well that night. Um, so we woke up on Wednesday morning around 6 a.m., and we wanted to get up and, and get ready and have breakfast and head into Regina. So Emerald Park is about 10 to 15 minutes outside of Regina, which is where he was having his surgery. So we headed in um, and because of COVID, he was only allowed to have one visitor in the hospital with him. So because um, my son was with us, um, my son and I weren't able to actually go into the hospital with him when he got there. So 
this is the first thing that I really, really struggled with. So we had to essentially drop him off at the front door of the hospital and, and just leave him there. Um, you know, I, I really, really struggled with that. That was really, really upsetting to me and just the guilt and, you know, a lot of it I think was just energetically being kind of tapped in and absorbing some of his own fear and anxiety and things like that. Um, so we dropped him off. We were a little bit early. We dropped him off maybe around 7 a.m. or shortly after. And then the plan was to kind of the plan for that day was drop him off, take my son to meet halfway between Regina and Lampman, um, to meet my mom. She was going to take him home so he could sleep over so I could be at the hospital when my partner woke up from his surgery. So Jake and my son and I, we dropped him off at the hospital. We left to go meet my mom. We met her in Weyburn. Um, <clears throat> I dropped him off with her. And so that was kind of a okay, that's one, that's one step finished of <laughs> the day. Um, and then I left Weyburn to go back to Emerald Park, which is where, um, Scott's sister lives. Um, and so that's where I was going to be staying, sleeping over that night. So I left, um, and between Weyburn and Emerald Park, I, started feeling very emotional. So I was, you know, crying a little bit. Um, I had people reaching out to me and just, you know, good luck and, and hang in there. And so that was a little bit overwhelming too, as I was trying to just be present with myself and to try to hold space energetically for Scott as well. So I kind of just had my own thing going on, but with my attention being pulled in, in different directions, um, that was a little bit of a struggle for me as well. Now, that being said, I, I appreciate so much and I'm so grateful for everyone who did reach out, um, you know, and had people actually checking in on me as well and just saying, you know, hang in there. I hope you're doing well. And even just asking how I was doing. Um, I, I, I so appreciate that because, it, it just allowed me to be in that space of, yes, this is a scary experience. You know, yes, um, I do feel, I do feel very <laughs> emotional as I'm going through this. So on the drive, you know, feeling very emotional and it was, um, getting to be close to the time when he was supposed to be starting his surgery. And I actually felt, um, I felt guided to just pull over and, and, um, just, just relax for a little bit. <laughs> so I was on kind of like a back road type highway where it's not a major highway. It's, I mean, it's paved, but it's more like a back kind of road where there's not a lot of traffic. And so I pulled into an approach and I actually did. That's when I started a few Instagram stories, just talking about how I was feeling and just expressing, you know, I, I, was going so back and forth between being or, or feeling so in my body and in my emotions and really in that kind of 3D physical experience of what was happening and and like between that and feeling very out of my body. So it was this odd like back and forth and and waves of 
being very in in my emotions and feeling that overwhelm and feeling that anxiety but then rising kind of up and and being able to be in that kind of higher state of being where you know I'm in this more this space of like trust and okay I acknowledge that this is you know this is stressful this is emotional but I I'm able to kind of rise above that and and be in in a higher state of being if that makes any sense whatsoever so you know I I sat on the side of the road it was about it was about 20 to 10 and I just felt called to just pull over and just take a breather and connect connect in with his energy and just lend that kind of energetic support hold space um, whatever you want to call it and so I took these few moments, maybe five to 10 minutes to just sit there in silence. I, I posted a few Instagram stories and, and just talked about how, um, excuse me, you know, it's, it's such a good example of someone who is awake and ascending and, and on this journey of, of aligned living, having and going through and experiencing this very human, physical, here on earth um, thing. So I, a lot of the time, um, I feel like I'm floating in space. So I, it's, it's really hard to explain. Um, I, I feel ascended, really, is, is I guess the best way to put it. And I feel as though I... I am in a space most of the time of just observing the physical reality from above. So I see what's going on, I observe, but I I remain kind of not detached, but like a bird's eye view. So even though obviously I'm here, I'm in a physical body, I'm on earth, I'm I'm I mean I'm living a physical day-to-day life. I'm in quantum a lot of the time. Okay, so and and the more quantum work I do for myself, the more regularly I'm in quantum just automatically. So this was such a an interesting experience for me of you know experiencing this very human thing from an awake and conscious perspective. So I pulled over, I I kind of just did my thing and it was the craziest thing. I I started back on the road and I was making my way to his sister's and it got to 10 o'clock. And I looked at the clock and it was shortly after 10. And and this is the, the really crazy thing will, will come later. But I, you know, his surgery is supposed to start at 10 o'clock. And okay, it's shortly after 10 and he's in surgery now. And just this like calm washed over me. And it was just like all of the anxiety, all of the fear, all of those emotions that I was going through and experiencing on that drive, just like released and just fell away. And what's really kind of crazy. (laughs) And, and this goes to, to kind of our concept of time is he actually, and I'll talk about this as I go through the day, he actually didn't get into surgery until like noon. So I 
assumed and was thinking, okay, you know, 10 o'clock he's in surgery. And it was just like, whoosh, it just like all this pressure released from my shoulders and my, and my chest, but he actually wasn't even in surgery yet. So that was kind of crazy. And so after like once all of that released, I was driving down the highway, honestly, not even in my body. So when you guys if and when you get into working with quantum more and you're ascending and you're more in like up into 4D and 5D and beyond, you know that you are here physically on earth. Your body is here, but your energy is way beyond. So I'm driving down the road and, you know, I'm, I'm physically there and I'm, I'm able to drive, but I was not there. <laughs> so it's such a hard thing to describe and to try to explain, but I was just so out of body. Um, like I, I, it was wild. It was so like, just weird looking back now. And, and the fact that I was conscious and aware enough at, in that moment to feel into that and to be like, okay, wow, like, I don't really know if I should even be driving right now because I, like, I'm somewhere else. I'm, I'm, I'm not here. I'm, I'm so out of body. So that was looking back now, kind of like a funny little thing that just really stands out to me because it was just so crazy. So I, I arrived at my sister-in-law's house and um, I visited with her for a little bit and, and then I went down to, um, to just lay in bed for a bit and just kind of relax, just be present with myself. And by this time it was like almost 1130, I would say. So, you know, speaking of time, by that point it had felt like five days had already happened. Like, I don't know how, uh, all of this stuff has already been jam-packed into like five hours that happened in the morning. So I was laying there and I get a text from my partner because I'm, you know, like it's, it's, I'm thinking like, okay, you know, within a half an hour or 45 minutes, I should be getting a call from the hospital that he's out of surgery and, and, you know, everything's fine. Well, no, I get a text from him saying I haven't even gone in yet. (laughs) They had to, they had to rush a little boy in for surgery. And so Scott's surgery got pushed back. And I said, Oh my God, like, are you serious? So here he is alone at the hospital having to wait for like two more hours. And so, okay, that was fine. And so he, he texted me, said, okay, going in right away. I'm shutting my phone off until after whatever. So I said, okay. So, um, I'm trying to kind of update my family and some of his family as this, as this is happening, trying to rest. I tried to have a sleep, did not happen, which was fine. And I posted a few more Instagram stories at that time, just saying, talking about how it was just such a, an odd feeling of, of waiting, um, and just this weird thing of feeling like in limbo. And it was like, I was just floating. It's so, again, it's so hard to put words to, to these feelings of, of energy because there really are no words. And so, so whatever, that was fine. Um, 
so I got up, I got ready, and I went to meet up with Alexia, who lives in Regina, and she's kind of like an energy worker, whatever you want to call us, and that was such a wonderful experience. Um, so she is, I think on Instagram, she is soulstudio.yqr, I think is her Instagram handle. If I remember, I'll put her in the description of, of the, of this podcast episode, but, um, that was such a cool experience for me because a lot of the time, most of the time I get super anxious when I am about to meet someone new, especially if I'm on my own. So if I'm with someone else or if I'm with my partner, if I'm with my son or whatever, um, I, I have that kind of buffer. I have that like little bit of a safety net kind of when I'm meeting someone new. But when I'm on my own, the anxiety just like overtakes me. Um, and I felt I had arrived before her and I was just kind of waiting for her to get there. And at the same time, I was knowing that I was going to be getting a call from the hospital soon um, about Scott's, you know, being out of surgery. And so there was this odd kind of combination of, not combination, but this odd feeling of like, just like my stomach turning and kind of being nervous about meeting Alexia, being nervous about the surgery and just like this, this, this kind of melting pot of, of emotions. And so she arrived, we met big, big hugs. I almost started crying because I had already had such an emotional day and we sat down, we grabbed a coffee and, and donuts and we sat down and shortly after we sat down, Uh, my phone started ringing and I, I kind of had a little, I said, Oh my God, my phone's ringing. And she, I mean, I had let her know kind of what was going on and she's like, Oh my God. And so I answered the phone and they let me know he was out of surgery. He was fine. He was going up to, to the recovery room for a little while. And of course that was obviously a huge relief because even though I, I deep down knew and trusted that everything would be fine. Um, there's still, you know, my ego popped in with, with, a little bit of that fear of, well, what if something happens and it does go, doesn't go fine, you know? Um, so, so that was a relief and I was able to just kind of let go then. And we sat and we had the most beautiful conversation. Honestly, I don't even know how long I was there, maybe an hour and a half where we sat and talked and, and yeah, it was, it was just, I loved it. I loved it. I loved meeting her. Alexia, if you're listening to this, I love you and I miss you already. Um, I wish we were closer so that we could more easily and, and more often spend time together. I mean, I know we're only two hours apart, but, um, anyway, so that was a really, really amazing bright spot in my day. Um, so I left, I went up to the hospital, got up there, wasn't really knowing, um, what to expect. I wasn't sure if he would kind of be out of it and loopy from medication, but I got there and they had just wheeled him up to his room and he was very with it. He was very lucid. I sat down and, and was able to, you know, chat with him. I I think I sat there for maybe three or four hours and then I went back to my sister-in-law's and, I, I let them know, Hey, everything went fine. Everything went good. I'm not trying to be antisocial, but I'm going to go downstairs and go to bed now. <laughs> and so this was like six thirty or 7 PM. And I, I went downstairs and I just spent the rest of the night just down there. I, I posted on Instagram a bit more. I watched Netflix for a bit. 
and I was able to just kind of finally allow myself to just be calm, give my nervous system a break, able to kind of come out of that fight or flight that I was kind of in and out of all day long and, and really just rest. I had a really great sleep that night. And then um, I woke up the next morning, I kind of just relaxed in bed because I don't really get to do that <laughs> very often. And then I got up and got ready and, and I left and went to the hospital. And I'd say I arrived there around 9 or 9.30 in the morning. Um, and we were hoping, oh, excuse me. Um, we were, well, I guess I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. So everything with the surgery went fine. The only little incident was, I guess, when they started waking him up and bringing him out of being under anesthesia, he started like thrashing around on the bed or on the table. And it took two guys to kind of hold him down. And he doesn't remember that. He's like, I don't remember that. All I remember is, is being awake and, and everything was fine. And, um, so because of that, they had to do an x-ray to make sure that, you know, none of his screws or the fusion within his neck um, came loose or anything like that. So he had his x-ray that morning, the next morning. And um, so we were hoping, okay, you know, we, we were happy he, he got for his x-ray in the morning and thinking, okay, hopefully like after lunch, he'll be released. Well, things do not move that quickly in a hospital. Okay, so... <laughs> So we sat there for, I think I was there for like eight hours before we finally got out of there. Um, so, you know, that was, I'm, I'm quite a patient person. I don't like waiting doesn't generally bother me all that much. Uh, but by like hour six or seven, I'm like, I was starting to get a little bit just kind of like agitated and irritated. And in the hospital, I, I wasn't allowed to, to like take my mask off or anything. I had to have a mask on. So, so that was, that was irritating as well. Um, but anyway, everything was fine. He got released. We, we got on the road on the way home by about 630 that evening we, we popped into Estevan before we came home to pick up his medications and stuff. And then we got home. So my in-laws had the dogs for us, which was really wonderful. I didn't have to worry about that. And they kept them overnight that night just so that uh, we could kind of settle in a little bit, which was, I was so grateful for that because I was so, by the time we got home, I was so exhausted. Obviously, um... I will say that driving in the city makes me anxious um, because Regina, I don't know my way around very well. And so I have to pop everything into the GPS and then, you know, just driving at, at that fast pace in a city um, makes me anxious. And so that was a whole thing, just me having to drive everywhere um, and then driving home was very exhausting as well because we, the, the route home that we took, there was construction almost the entire way. And so there would be stretches where it's like for two kilometers, you can go a hundred, but then you have to slow down for like four or five kilometers down to 80. And so that was that, that whole thing was the way, uh, the whole way home. <clears throat> so, you know, it was just a whole thing The the driving was very tiring thing for me. So we got home. Um, I was exhausted. I was like my, my nervous system was just shot because of just dealing with everything. <clears throat> so we went to bed and 
of course I couldn't sleep <laughs> because my nervous system was so frazzled and so fried and I I hadn't really had a chance to really like work with my vibration and my frequency um, <clears throat> before we went to bed. And so I, I had a child, I had a hard time falling asleep. I, I got up and I, I had a little bath and then I went to bed, finally fell asleep. And then at about 3am I woke up, um, with a migraine like fuck sakes. And so, excuse me, I, I got up out of bed because there's no way I was going to fall back asleep. And usually when I get a migraine, it's usually like, it's usually about two hours before, I can get enough relief to lay back down and to fall asleep. So when I get a migraine, I cannot lay down. It makes it feel a thousand times worse. So I'm up at like from three to like five or five thirty in the morning, literally just walking around the house and going walking between walking and sitting down. And I've got ice, ice cloth on my back of my neck and I'm in the bath and I'm out of the bath and I'm trying to ease this. Um, I'm working with a pressure point that I use to, to ease migraines and really it's just a waiting game a lot of the time for me. And so finally I climbed into my son's bed because he was obviously still at my, my mom and dad's place staying overnight and, and I was able to finally fall asleep. So thank God for that. So the next morning I wake up, it's about 8 a.m., maybe between 7.30 and 8, and I would love to stay in bed, but <laughs> there's shit to be done. So I got up that morning and I, um, because we had gotten home, you know, about 9 p.m. the night before, it was dark outside, so I wasn't able to go check on the birds or the cat or anything like that outside. So I had to get up in the morning. I had to go feed the birds, check on them, make sure everything was fine, feed the cat. And then I took off into town to go get some groceries to meet up with my dad so I could pick up my son and he could come home. Um, so there was no, there was no just like easing into the day. <laughs> it was, it was up right away and, and getting down to things. Um, which was fine. Once I got outside and, and woke up and had some fresh air, it was, it was fine. Now, um, that morning I was still feeling quite emotional because I really had not had a chance yet to allow myself to kind of sit with all of this and, and settle in and allow it, allow it to just kind of flow. Um, so I, I was, you know, even in tears that morning here and there, just from the emotions and the energy and the vibration and kind of everything. So we, uh, my son and I got home. I mean, um, one thing that I'm so grateful for is that Scott hasn't really been in any pain. The most pain he's had is a sore throat from the breathing tube. Um, I'm so grateful for that because we really weren't sure, like we were kind of expecting, um, kind of expecting the worst, you know, that he'd kind of be laid up in bed for like a week and really not able to walk around or really do too much. But he's like, he's up and walking around. He's making, you know, sandwiches for himself and stuff like that. So super, super grateful for that because that gives me a little bit more of a chance to kind of breathe and, and relax a little bit. Um, so what happened that day? Okay. That would have been Friday. Um, what did I do on Friday? I don't remember what I did that day. I think I took it fairly easy for the rest of the day. Um, I believe I, I, 
Yes, I did. I, I got into the bath and I had a nice long bath on Friday um, to finally just kind of work with my own vibration and my own energy. Um, I had had still kind of lingering headache a little bit throughout the day. And so I got in, I had a bath, I did some meditation, I worked with some crystals and um, I just gave myself that time and, and that really helped. I was so tired um, that day. And then even yesterday, which was Saturday, I was still tired. So Friday, um, I had a really good sleep, which I was very grateful for. I slept through the night. Um, and so I felt, I felt, it was really weird. I felt physically rested, but still energetically tired yesterday. And so, um, my son actually went back out to my mom's yesterday to stay, to stay overnight last night and tonight he'll be coming home tomorrow and so yesterday I had another like hour and a half long bath and I did some meditation I was doing some quantum stuff yesterday and then had another fairly good sleep last night and today I'm finally kind of feeling back to myself so to speak <clears throat> so that's kind of that's that's that experience <laughs> so you know when we're diving into this kind of like energy wise, you guys have to consider the, the vibration of being in a hospital. So for me, for an empath, for someone who works with energy and is well-versed in vibration and frequency, this, this was very difficult. And I think that that's part of why it took me, you know, two or three days to really get myself back to feeling normal is because of the, the, ugh, ugh, ugh. It, it almost just makes me sick to my stomach. Just the vibration of, of sitting in that hospital room for, for so many hours. Um, it was, it was a lot to say the least. So, <clears throat> you know, it, it was, it was this toss up and this kind of constant back and forth for me over those, you know, two days for sure, Wednesday and Thursday, Wednesday is the more glaringly kind of obvious, obvious, you know, experience of, of the actual day of his surgery, but just this, this up and down and this back and forth of, of feeling, feeling, <laughs> Uh, being in my emotions and and trying to hold space for my partner and also for my son who's a very sensitive person as well um you know this trying to to balance or kind of walk this tightrope of trying to be the not the rock, but trying to be a, the, the one who, you know, is holding that space, but also still being present with myself and allowing myself to feel into what I was experiencing and what I was feeling. It was just this, this tightrope walk all day long of that. And, um, you know, it's, it's so interesting. It, it just, the whole thing is so interesting to me. You know, I, I've had, grandparents who have had surgery in the past and this was so different from that because this was okay I am the person who is here for him I I am the grown-up who is 
going through this with my partner, the person that I love. And that was, that was a very, very different experience for me. Um, you know, even on the drive after I dropped my son off, um, I remember thinking to myself, I, I don't feel like I'm grown up enough for this, <laughs> you know, which I mean, being grown up is, 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 a, is a concept, like it doesn't mean anything, but just having those, those kind of thoughts of like, I'm not, I'm not an adult. I'm not adult enough for this. I'm not grown up enough for this. You know, it was, it was, I kind of chuckled to myself now because it's funny to think of it that way. Um, you know, it, it was such a valuable experience for me to be able to, number one, go through that test of, okay, you're, you're about to go through this, this human physical here on earth experience. Are you going to allow yourself to get so wrapped up in that? Or are you going to remain present? Are you going to remain aligned and ascended and conscious throughout this? Um, so that I, I, I'm so grateful that I was able to be aware throughout the whole thing, even when I felt very in my body and very in the physicality of what was going on within myself and my emotions and all of these different things, even when I was quote unquote, down here in my body, I was able to stay aware and conscious of, of all of these different things that were going on within me, um, which is so valuable. And I just would love if, if everyone was able to, to be that conscious, um, you know, in their daily life, because so much can shift and change for you. And even just even just having the overall awareness of, okay, I'm going through this, but I can still be conscious. And, you know, I can speak about this from a conscious perspective. Um, just, just really, I mean, I wouldn't wish this type of experience on anyone, but just a really amazing thing to go through. And I talked about in my Instagram stories how, you know, this, this was the most glaringly obvious test that I have been put through this year. Um, and yeah, you know, just, just a, a perfect, amazing example of, I mean, I've said this before in this episode, but you know, someone who is having, going through this human experience, even though I wasn't the one having the surgery, but you know, just, just still going through it, having that human experience, even though I, I am aware and conscious and awake and ascended, right? We still go through those human things. So you can do the work and I highly recommend everyone, you know, does the work to heal themselves. You can be in quantum more often than not throughout your daily life. And you're still going to be presented with these situations and with these experiences that are going to challenge you and are going to put you to the test of, are you going to remain conscious throughout this? Or are you maybe going to kind of get sucked back a little bit and, and descend down, you know, more into a 3D kind of reality and physicality? 
Okay, so that's just something to kind of keep in mind for yourself as you are working on yourself and as you're going throughout your own journey is, you know, things like this, they are an opportunity for you to show yourself that you have been doing the work and that you choose to remain in a conscious state of being. Okay, so... I think that's it. I think, I think, I think, (laughs) I think that's it. So I hope that, I don't know if you guys will learn something from this. I don't know if this was just really just for me to kind of talk this experience out. Um, But either way, I'm very grateful for you to be here and to listen. I think this is the longest episode I've ever done. I'm almost at 45 minutes. Um, I really wasn't actually expecting it to be this long, but here we are. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, if you want to talk about this, um, you can get a hold of me. I'll put as usual, all of my information in the description of this podcast episode. Um, and that's it. So I will see you next time.